Welcome to Unleash. We're all being transformed every day. The big question is by who to become what? So I want you to imagine yourself in a car driving through a suburban neighborhood. You're driving down the street and on each side of the street, you see homes of various sizes and colors and styles and some are nicely landscaped, some need some attention, some are single story, some are two story. And as you drive past, you notice that all you can see is what's on the outside. You really don't have any idea what's going on inside the home. All you can see is what's available from the street as you drive by. And our home, think about a home, is this outside that protects us on the inside. And the outside also projects an image What's truly happening inside the home is really only visible to those who are inside. And in a lot of ways, people are like this too. We have a body that creates a space that houses our true self. We've talked about that. It's our soul and the body can protect us, our self, um, and the body can project an image. Think about how People use clothing or makeup or jewelry or cars or um, even activities that the body engages in can all be a way of displaying for others to see. But what's truly happening inside, that's the real person. And we aren't always comfortable revealing and bearing all to others 
there's parts that within you that are only known to you. And honestly, there's a lot that we keep hidden from others. We don't want to show the parts of ourselves that are ingracious or unkind or just the ugly parts of us. But there's also parts that we don't know. There's a lot that's hidden from ourselves and we don't really know all of the depths of what we hold inside. We just, the parts that we're aware of that we want to hide, those less attractive parts of our hearts or our history, and there's a whole programs of belief and memories that over our lifetime have been wired into our subconscious and they create these patterns of thinking and reacting, um, some from what is good, wise, helpful instruction and growth. And honestly, some of it just comes from wounds. And really, we struggle to understand, like really, we don't comprehend about the deep places in ourselves not fully anyway. When we think deeply on things, it's very easy for us to experience confusion and wonder why, why do I keep doing this thing that drives me crazy and, and gets results that I hate. And in episodes two and three, we talked about how words can wound. And we talked about how lies, whether they're intentional or unintentional, do cause different kinds of loss and confusion. So who's the only one that knows everything? God. He literally knows everything about us. Nothing is hidden from him. And if that thought terrifies you, and that did terrify me for a long time, there are things I really want you to know about him. In the last episode, I shared about a time when I despaired of life. The life I had worked so hard to build was falling apart and circumstances were crashing into my life like waves stirred up by this great like storm, right? And it was like standing in the wrong place. Have you ever been um, at the beach, at the ocean, and there's a certain place where if you stand, those waves, if it's a shore break, are going to crash on you. Well, that season of my life, it was like I was standing in the wrong place. And the breakers kept breaking on me. And each time I struggled to get up and it seemed like I had barely gotten on my feet and caught my breath just in time for the next one to to buffet me, right? And it was like standing defenseless in a boxing ring where your opponent like sends you reeling because they give you a haymaker. Have you been there? Are you there now? When your nerves are reverberating like strings out of tune on a guitar and there's all these thoughts and emotions that are swirling within can make it really difficult to think clearly or to know what to do. Social scientists and neuroscientists can tell us a lot of things about how our body and our brain and our behavior respond when we're in such a place. But the deep answers we desperately need for the deep places within require much more than human wisdom. You see, when you pursue 
everything that you trust to bring you happiness and it dissolves in your hands, literally like runs through your fingers like water. What do you do? What do you believe? What are the things in the quietness of your own mind that you're saying to yourself in those moments? And what we say to ourselves in those moments matters. Perhaps more than it just about any other time in life, it matters. Because what we surrender our mind and our heart to shape how we live. In that season of despair... I believe God existed, but I really had no idea about how anything about God was supposed to connect in my everyday life. What I had known of church and religion seemed so separate from daily life. So if you hear me say only one thing today, if there's one thing that sticks with you, I hope it will be this, because really it's the most important thing, and it's about God. It's that he alone has the power to heal the deepest place within. And he alone can give you a new heart and a new spirit. Literally, his spirit. I don't know what you grew up thinking about God. Maybe you've heard that God is love. And that is true. And yet his love is so much more than we can truly comprehend. His love is not a conditional, performance-oriented sort of love that we often experience in our relationships with others. You see, God showed the extent of his love for us by sending his son, Jesus. Jesus was sacrificed for us to be made new, for us to be forgiven, for him to become our comfort and our hope and to provide us honor and a genuineness of life and that's eternal and not so much in terms of time as in fullness, as in deep heart satisfying life. I want you to listen to how Paul Tripp describes the extravagant love of God for us in Jesus in these few sentences. He has this tweet um, which is the first line, and then he expounds in a few sentences. He said, Jesus lived without an earthly home so that by grace we would be guaranteed a place in the Father's home forever. It really is an amazing story that becomes no less amazing with every reading. The King of Kings and Lord of Lords leaves the splendor of glory to come to a shattered earth to suffer and die for self-oriented rebels. The Messiah is not born in a palace, but a stable. He lives his life as a pilgrim, denied a small luxury even animals enjoy, a home. He's despised and rejected and subject to a bloody and painful public crucifixion. And he doesn't do it by accident because he got caught up in bad circumstances. No, he did it all intentionally and willingly so that rebels like you and me could be forgiven, so that all those who've been separated from God could have a home with him forever, and so that grace will be supplied to people who are in desperate need of it. 
You see, God alone knows us fully and completely, and he cares deeply and intimately about every part of you. Our hearts are deep wells of want and affection, of desires and wounds. And he invites us to pour our hearts out honestly to him. He already knows everything that's inside. It doesn't do any good to try to hide anything from him. But he invites us to pour out our hearts to him for our sake, for our benefit. We get to pour out all of the poison and bitterness and wounds and unforgiveness out to him. And he pours in his goodness, his hope, his love, his joy. Only when we, when he is truly honored and trusted and worshiped above all else, that we are able to walk in the sense of joy and confidence and peace that he provides. So who you choose to be supreme in any one moment is the outcome. God's word is filled with promises for those who trust in him, who learn to delight in him and walk with him. I want to close today by reading some verses from the book of Psalms. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law or the instruction of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. Cast your cares on the Lord, and he will sustain you. When I am afraid, I will put my trust in you, in God, whose word I praise, in God I trust, and I shall not be afraid. What can man do to me? This last one from Psalm 63. O God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you, as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. So I have looked upon you in the sanctuary beholding your power and glory. Because your steadfast love is better than life, my lips will praise you, so I will bless you as long as... Well, okay, actually one more. From Psalm 64, verse 6, it says, For the inward mind and heart of a man are deep. And that word deep actually means unsearchable, like really cannot be sought out. Only God can search and heal and renew and give you a new heart if you seek him. So as we close today, I just encourage you to take a moment of quiet and just talk to God. Just be really honest. Whatever is going on in your life, good or bad, just be real with him. And if you have questions or topics you would like included in future episodes, please email me. My email address is Teresa at mindhearttransformation.com.
Well, that's it for this week. I hope you'll click subscribe and join me next week. And of course, if you like this podcast and you want to share it with a friend, I invite you to do that. So until next time.